You're listening to the Gym Class Podcast from 1600 ESPN. And happy Tuesday, everyone, as we welcome you in to the gym class program, taking you through the 3 o'clock hour from the Econ Nutrition Studios here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. Econ Nutrition down in Coralville at the uh, Iowa River Landing. we got a great show for you. Tony Hager will stop by in about a half an hour. We will uh, wrap up the high school wrestling season, look back at the state tournament, from this past weekend, uh, what was surprising? What wasn't surprising? We'll uh, go over all that with Tony coming up, and uh, maybe a, a tick look ahead to next year. Who are going to be some of the top teams as we look ahead to 2024? 2025. We'll do that with Tony Hager coming up from iwrestle.com in just a little bit. Iowa State's good showing, but not good enough. On the road against the uh, number three rated Houston Cougars last night. The Iowa Hawkeyes on the road tonight at the uh, one place in the Big Ten that has been uh, their house of uh, house of horrors over the years. And that is the Breslin Center in East Lansing, Michigan. They will try it again tonight at 6 o'clock in a uh, big game, especially, I think, for Michigan State as far as the Big Ten is concerned. And the uh, college football playoff, an anticipated facelift. That and more coming up as we take you through the 3 o'clock hour. 319-366-1600. That is a text line. Phone line as well. 319-366-1600. Scott Unash with you. Mark Dukes from the back porch on the southwest side. And uh, Andrew on the other side of the glass joining us here today. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Projects over there today or just hanging out? Uh, I mean, I brought my own from home, <laughs> but it's kind of hanging out. And if I get to do that because I've got everything done, great. I'll do that. If not, this obviously is priority. It is priority. Yes. But we have a great time here. Oh, yeah. No, it's always fun being here. Yeah. We have a good time. Yeah. Mark Dukes, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, Scott. Good afternoon to you and Andrew and everyone out there. And Scott, my promise to you today is to do my part not to have this show end under caution. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, if you stayed up through two long races last night, the latter, the Xfinity race in Daytona, not ending until after midnight local time. Uh, in Daytona Beach, Florida, but NASCAR race, as predicted, ended under caution as uh, William Byron took the victory in that one. First time in seven tries for uh, Byron, the driver of the legendary number 24 car, and the uh, conspiracy theorists of NASCAR and sports are out there already because, it, of course, this starts the 40th anniversary season of Hendrick Motorsports, and by golly, a Hendrick Motorsports car wins the Daytona 500. But, hey, he uh, he got the victory, some uh, pushing and shoving at the end. They did get three uh, green flag laps in at the end of the Xfinity race last night. Uh, I was watching that thing, and uh, Mr. Hill with his third straight win in that uh, particular race last night. 319-366-1600, that is the uh, text line available to you. And we start things off by going back to last night in college basketball. It was uh, kind of the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly around the world of college basketball last night. And we'll get to all of them. I think he had a combination of good and bad last night, Mark, in the battle in Houston for first place in the Big 12. Iowa State, uh, a very good showing. Hit some threes in the second half, but too many turnovers and also uh, too much Jamal Shedd as he had 26 points and uh, the Houston Cougars take over first place in the Big 12, 73-65 to 65 over the Iowa State Cyclones. But I, that was, if you're a basketball fan, that was one whale of a game. And I tell you what, if there are two more physical teams in the country than Iowa State and Houston, I, I really would like to see them. Yeah, very much so, and I think you hit on the two things uh, that were keys uh, keys to the game. The Iowa State, 16 turnovers, and Jamal Shedd with 26 points, most of them in the second half, and 
Uh, I would agree with you. We talked last night, probably the bigger, uh, best guard in uh, the Big 12, maybe in the country. That's debatable, but my takeaway is uh, something I expected. I predicted double digits. It wasn't quite that. Um, but Iowa State wins by four in Ames. Houston wins by eight in Houston. I very much would like to see them meet again in the Big 12 tournament. But I don't see a big difference between the two teams. I really don't. You should have issued shoulder pads for that game last night because that thing was a war. You went around a pick, and you know you went around a pick. Or you tried to get through and fight through a pick. You know exactly what you were going to get in that game last night. And uh, and it was both ways. And the for the most part, I thought the officials let it go uh, and let them play. Um I know the Houston fans did not think that uh, at one point in the second half, it was eight, two in fouls uh, with Houston. And they had guys in foul trouble in that game last night, but uh, they persevered and shed was amazing. I know uh, there are several Kansas players. We're going to get consideration. Shed's the best player in the big 12. He's the best player. He's the MVP. He makes that team go. And I can't, Houston's pretty good without him. They're not nearly this good if they don't have Shed. All he had to do was watch the last couple, three, four minutes, and the ball was almost always in his hands. He got to the free throw line. Uh, he made baskets and basically carried Houston uh, to the ultimate victory. Um, you know, you're going to get some argument probably from – from others on the best player in the Big 12, but I, I I can't disagree with you, Scott. Iowa State stayed in it. They shot 53% from three-point range last night. Both teams shot at 42% from the field. Iowa State actually with a plus nine rebounding last night, including 11 offensive boards for the Cyclones. Uh, T.J. Otzelberger had Iowa State keyed and ready to go. Uh, as far as that statistic is concerned. Uh, but as we mentioned, 16 turnovers was uh, the demise for Iowa State last night and uh, was not a great game for Taman Lipsy last night as uh, he ended up, I believe, with, uh, let's see, four points. He did turn it over six times, uh, had problems last night. But Curtis Jones kept Iowa State in it, 13 points off the bench. For the Cyclones and also Trey King was very good last night for Iowa State and just uh, it's tough to win on the road in any league it is really tough to win in the Big 12 now with that being said you know that's the bad part the good part is this Iowa State actually moves up one in the net and moves up one in the Ken Palm rankings with the loss last night a quality loss if you will and you take a look, Mark, at the rest of the Big 12. And you still, even though Iowa State is in second right now, a game behind Houston, if the Cyclones keep this up, they have the schedule advantage over the Houston Cougars at this point and others as far as the Big 12 is concerned. Houston goes to Waco next to take on Baylor. That will be a CBS game coming up on Saturday. And then they uh, close out the final four regular season games with Cincinnati at Oklahoma, at UCF, and they host Kansas again. So they get Kansas and Iowa State twice. Iowa State only gets Kansas once this year. Um, and then the Iowa State schedule, granted, you have to play these games. I get that. But. Iowa State is not losing at home Saturday to the West Virginia Mountaineers. I would put my house on that one. Uh, Oklahoma at home. And that will be coming up next week. Next Saturday at UCF down in Orlando. And then the return match with BYU at home. Biggest, toughest game for Iowa State by far is going to be the closeout game to the regular season when they go to what is going to be a very hostile octagon down at Bramlage Coliseum in Manhattan to take on the Kansas State Wildcats who uh, 
as we know, not only is it Farmageddon on the football field, but after uh, everything that went on between Iowa State and Kansas State and Ames, I got to believe Kansas State's got that one circled on their calendar. Yeah, it, uh, you know, of course nothing's easy in the Big 12, but a bit of a breather, I would think, against West Virginia and follow that up with uh, another home game. You go to UCLA, UCF, not a great t- Didn't they beat Kansas? They beat Kansas and Orlando. Yeah. So, uh, again, nothing will be easy, but uh, nothing wrong with this Iowa State team. Um, I think it will finish strongly. I don't know if it will win the Big 12, but um, it's a good basketball team with a lot of good things ahead. And, again, if the defense was just really good last night, whether it's man or zone, even in the zone, they send, they have such length out front. Um, I'm Chilovich and, and others going out there, trapping up top, six seven, six six, six eight, long arms, making you throw over the top of that. And their back hat, back end rotation on their defense is just whether it's man to man or in that two three zone is just outstanding. And if one for shed, Iowa State had a shot at that thing last night. Thirty thirty four on the text line. Got to give Houston credit. Uh, no letdown when they joined the Big 12. I think a lot of people questioned them, questioned them doing well going to the Big 12. Uh, that is a solid program as long as Kelvin Sampson is in charge. And I think he's going to be there for a while. Jeff on the text line says Lipsy had an off night. Yeah, he did. He did. It was a tough one for Tame and Lipsy. And Shed's, Shed's that good. Shed is that good. But... I think things are still looking pretty rosy in Ames for Iowa State right now. Yeah, they're a solid number three seed, right? Yeah. As we said right now. Yeah, Joe Lenardi um, has them as a three today. I, I'm not sure that's going to move a lot. Maybe up to two, down to four. That's the, the, the ceiling and the, um, the floor, I think, for Iowa State. Uh, as long as it keeps playing the way it has right now. Again, last night, uh, I don't think any great loss for Iowa State as uh, the season as a whole. Um, you evaluate that. And again, not much difference between the two teams right there. Kansas is going to be a player. You know that, right? Yep. Um, so, a lot still to be determined in the Big 12, but Houston proved last night uh, it belongs where it is. TCU just keeps hanging in there, seven and five, and two of those losses to Iowa State. The one team that I think is has been the two teams that have been a disappointment so far, starting Big Twelve play after coming up the non-conference have been Oklahoma and Texas. And uh, Texas did get a victory last night, but Oklahoma has uh, fallen on a little bit of tough times under Porter Mosier. They're still 18 and eight, but under 500 now, uh, as far as the Big 12. Joe Lenardi and others still have nine Big 12 teams. I'm, I think that's going to go down to eight. I think it's going to, which is not a bad deal, but I, we'll see if Texas or Oklahoma, uh, one of those, going to have to, uh, going to have to step on the gas a little bit. I think we'll see. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to sort itself out. But right now, you got, I believe I counted 10 Big 12 teams in the top 40 of the net. Um, but again, the last four, five, six games, uh, those things will change as well. 5268 asking specifics about my house. <laughs> Three or four bedroom. <laughs> Iowa State is not losing to West Virginia. Trust me, at home, Iowa State is not losing to the West Virginia Mountaineers. I might have to address the mole situation, but yeah, if, yes, if, that, it's all good. Yeah, I've, we've got a big front yard and it's got mole problems. We're trying to work on that. 319-366-1600. I told uh, you, bubble gum. I know. But right now the ground is frozen and you can't do anything about it. So, um once the ground thaws a little bit, bubble gum is coming out. Bubble gum is coming out. 
the Mark Dukes solution to the uh, those critters. We're going to take care of that situation. Uh, Iowa in action tonight against the Michigan State Spartans. And as we mentioned, I cannot think of a place in the Big Ten that has been tougher on the Iowa Hawkeyes than the Breslin Center in East Lansing. And yes, Iowa did get one of their uh, signature victories of all time up there uh, after the Chris Street passing. Understand that, but that has been a long time ago. Um, they just have not played Michigan State well in East Lansing over the years. And uh, Spartans 10-point favorite tonight uh, to run their record to 18-9. and nine. And, oh, by the way, Michigan State, Mark, is also starting to get things figured out. Yeah, and I don't think it should be entirely surprising because this is really a senior-laden team. If they're not seniors, uh, they're grad grad guys i mean um their top players top four or five players all uh you know been around a long time so it shouldn't be surprising that michigan state's tied for third in the league and it's going to be a tough out going forward top three players in michigan state all seniors tyson walker aj hogard and uh, maddie sissoko all seniors Izzo does not have that that luxury very often, and they have it this year. And Michigan State right now, three games behind Purdue, more than likely not going to catch the Boilermakers for that number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. But can they get Illinois for second? Yeah. I mean, Michigan State is tied for third at this point with Northwestern and Wisconsin. And with Northwestern not having Barry for the rest of the year, uh, in Michigan State's, I don't know, at this point, playing better basketball than the Wisconsin Badgers are, you got to be feeling pretty optimistic. Got to be feeling pretty optimistic, I think, if if you're a Sparty fan. Yeah, I think so, too. And uh, I'm sorry I opened the bubblegum wars on the Yes, you did. Now everyone wants to know your bubblegum secrets for for moles. So you you chew the gum a little bit and then... Put it right into the little hole, right? Well, there's more to it than that, but <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to you uh, uh, on that. And yes, Jeff, we have we're working on the the grubs. If you get rid of the grubs, you get rid of the moles. So, yes, it's a it's a whole it's a whole thing there. It's a when did this turn into a garden, a home and garden show, Andrew? When when did this happen? <laughs> it was. I'll it take all, the blame. <laughs> it all started when one person asked about your house because you bet the house that Iowa State wouldn't lose. So I don't even blame right, Mark. It's not my fault. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Scott's own fault. <laughs> There, listen, you're not going to have to worry about the moles or the grubs because Iowa State is not losing to West Virginia. It's just not going to happen. I don't home. think it will either. So, And watch what happens now. I'm sorry, but I will apologize now to every Cyclone fan that is listening because I have absolutely put the, uh, the kiss of death on Iowa State Yeah, for Saturday. Possibly. Or I did. Or you did. Yeah, if it happens, I can just pass blame the me. blame yeah. very easily. Yeah, just blame me. I can pass the blame. I have no problem with that. <laughs> it's 2024. That's what we. That's what society does. <laughs> it's, it's never your own fault. It's whoever's around you. Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred. Here on the gym class, ninety forty nine says, uh, "Hope to play Houston again in Kansas City." I think America would like to see Houston and Iowa State play again down in Kansas City. Now, one of them is going to have to go through Kansas first. And yes, as as much of a home court advantage Hilton South is, as they call it, down at T-Mobile in Kansas City, uh, that is in the backyard, without grubs, by the way, of the Kansas Jayhawks. So it is tough to beat Kansas down in Kansas City. It is. I'm familiar with moles, but not grubs, Scott. Uh, hey, we got things working as far as the grubs. We got uh, we got that taken care of. Skunks go after grubs. I don't want skunks either. 5268. 
that's just adding to the problems. Because <laughs> I know what my uh, I know what my little dog's going to do. He's going to go out and try to make friends with one of them, and that's not going to end very well either. As we're going to be uh, giving him a tomato paste bath at one point. So there you go. Iowa, Michigan State. How did we get off Sissoko and started talking about grubs and things like that? I don't know. Um, you guaranteed a victory. I did. I am not guaranteeing anything tonight. Uh, this is going to be a tough one uh, for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And they've got a tough schedule from here on in. Uh, Hawks 7 and 8 right now. And, you know, if you can play well tonight, do your thing, see what happens. Still think the NIT would be a very attainable goal for this Iowa basketball team. I think it is attainable, but uh, um, you mentioned that schedule going forward. Michigan State tonight, two games against Illinois at Northwestern. I mean, um, uh, tough games. Uh, The one real breather maybe is Penn State, now without Clary. Uh, That looks favorable favorable for Iowa, but just when you think uh, you're going to bury Iowa, something happens. And on senior day against Illinois, and uh, if if tradition holds, going to be a lot of blue and orange, in, especially in the student section uh, at Carver-Hawkeye Arena for senior day over there for Patrick McCaffrey. 319-366-1600. Going to get to an Emil's Hideaway scoreboard update for you coming up here. Just a couple minutes brought to you by Emil's on First Avenue Southeast. Uh, certainly the ugly last night, Mark, was, uh, in case you missed it, there was a there was a peer, you know, a peer nine brawl last night in the handshake line between Texas A&M Commerce and Incarnate Word in the Southland Conference. This was not your typical pushing and shoving. This was, like I said, this was this was a Pier 9 brawl uh, out there, and it was ugly. It was bad to see. It was bad for college sports. It was bad for college basketball. Uh, and now, of course, you've got, again, the, the calls for the handshake line to go away. Yeah, it was not good at all. Uh, this is not just a – this wasn't a patty cake situation. Uh, it was – uh, as I said, ugly and uh, doing away with the handshake line. I think that's going too far, man. If you can't have, you know, cool down a little bit, shake the hand of your opponent, then we've got larger problems, I think. But uh, uh, things have happened in the handshake line uh, between coaches and players. And, you know, I'm not here to give a solution, but I hate hate to see the handshake line go away. Uh, I would, too. No word yet as far as suspensions or fines. There will be. No doubt about that. Um, if you have seen the video, you know what I mean. And it was just uh, it was a bad situation as far as college sports are concerned last night. 328, uh, we're going to take a break. After an Emil's Hideaway scoreboard update, we're going to uh, talk to Donnie Hager one more time from IARussell.com. We'll wrap up the state wrestling championships. Uh, we'll do that here in just a little bit. But uh, I want to throw it to Mark first for an Emil's Hideaway scoreboard update at this time. As always, it's brought to you by Emil's Hideaway and First Avenue right across from the Lindale Mall. They are next to the Home Depot. Big thanks to uh, Jamie and Chris and Dave. Entire staff over there, they are terrific. They're open at 4 o'clock, and you can check them out at emilshideaway.com. What do we have today? Uh, Reports out today, the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament, scheduled in Minneapolis coming up soon, is a near sellout. There's only one reason for that, probably, right? Number 22. <laughs> Iowa State has lost its uh, offensive coordinator for the second time in two years. Nate Shieldhouse has taken a position with, in the NFL with the Rams. Big loss for Iowa State. I'll skip over the college football playoff um, uh, format as we might get to that later. Finally, apparently social media becoming more and more involved in individuals' uh, decisions, athletes' decisions. Reports out that Justin Fields, the Bears quarterback, has unfollowed the Bears 
on Instagram and followed two or three Atlanta Falcons. So there you have it. Fields going to the Falcons, right, Scott? Um, I'm not betting anything on this one. <laughs> Andrew liked that one. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> not doing it. I think the Bears, and Mark, you're a Bears fan, and we have plenty of them listening in on the show here. And just make a decision, right? I mean, at this point, don't you owe it to Justin Fields just to let him know as we are now, what, two months away from the NFL draft, don't string him along. I mean, he doesn't have to say anything in the public, but just let him know, are you going to be back or you're not going to be back? I agree. For a long time, I, I thought the Bears should stick with Justin Fields and uh, get somebody like a Marvin Harrison or somebody like that. Uh, maybe not with the top pick, pick but uh, maybe at nine if uh, Harrison somehow falls I don't think he would but uh, plenty of things the Bears could do but I've become resigned to the fact that Fields is uh, uh, gonna go and the Bears are gonna take Caleb Williams uh, do a reset and go from there Um, I'm not saying I like it but I'm resigned to that fact I remember after Justin Fields was drafted he was going to be the savior in Chicago Um, that's the way it is that's New quarterback a, coming along every year. Every year. And you put those quarterbacks on a pedestal, and sometimes they work out, and more often than not, they don't work out. 319-366-1600. As we will uh, get to a break, come back. Tony Hager is going to join us on the other side of that break, and we'll wrap up state wrestling. Uh, all kinds of basketball coming up tonight. The 5A and 4A girls regional finals around the state tonight. 1A and 2A. Uh, district finals for the boys coming up around the state of Iowa tonight as well. The 1600 ESPN $5,000 Man Cave giveaway continues right now. This is a national contest, and yet one local 1600 ESPN listener is guaranteed to win at least $500. Enter with this winning sports word, Iowa. Now at KGYMRadio.com. Why shouldn't you have a $5,000 man cave paid for by 1600 ESPN? Again, get all the details by going to our website at KGYMRadio.com.
Back with you at 335 on a Tuesday edition of the gym class. Scott Unash, Mark Dukes, Andrew all with you, taking you through the 3 o'clock hour. Spencer on sports from 4 o'clock until 6 o'clock, and then the uh, Cyclone Coaches Show tonight from 6.30 until 8 o'clock this evening. Again, that text line available at 319-366-1600. And, uh, yes, 65-62. Include me and one of the Chiefs fans hoping to keep Legereus Sneed and Chris Jones. Cap room is available. Chris Jones says he want, he is going to be back. That works for me. I'm going to take that to heart. So, uh, But again, you never know in 2024 how that will all play out. The uh, state wrestling championships are now in the books and... Uh, Tony Hager and his uh, terrific team from iWrestle.com. If uh, go check them out, uh, they had uh, just exemplary coverage over the the four days and throughout the weekend. Just did a magnificent job. And uh, Tony joins us one more time this year. And uh, you're catching your breath, I would imagine, right now, right? Yes, um, definitely did on Sunday, but we were right back on it on Monday. Um, we've got quite a bit of wrestling still to be had for the. You know, for our folk style season, we've got youth state this uh, this coming weekend, and uh, girls state and super pee wee coming up. So, no rest for us. No rest indeed. And uh, well, looking back, it was definitely a very interesting uh, state tournament run. A um, lot of surprises, and uh, yeah, and that includes uh, the two guys going for uh, for the four times. Yeah, that was, um, I mean, it just really started from 106 pounds right away um, from all the way up. There was really just, it was definitely one to to remember. Um, really, obviously, um, Max McGinney going out in the semifinals was just um, a shocker for a ton of people, I think. Um, and then uh, Carter Freeman going down as well. You know, those two... Coy Davidson did beat him earlier in the year at the Council Coast Classic, and they wrestled here just earlier um, last month, and uh, Carter was able to avenge that one. So, um, you know, that one's, that wasn't as shocking as the Megania match, that's for sure. But um, I think it's shocking for anybody that, you know, you see somebody that has won three state titles and they go down their fourth. And, but it's just the, it's the nature of our sport. It's the... It, it shows that um, the youth of our of our sport is continuing to get um, better, and anybody can get beat in any given day. So that that this was like a, a really good learning lesson for uh, for anyone that coaches youth wrestling that can go and you know look at our rankings, look at our predictions, and and realize that anybody can beat any time. It's just got to find that that person that believes in that and we really saw that when those upsets came those guys that did beat those those big powerhouses houses were just laser focused they wrestled one of their best matches they've had at their career pretty cool to see tony uh, mount vernon and albernet two very important uh, towns for us in this neck of the woods uh tell us uh, your impressions how they navigated um 2a and 1a to get to, to the runner-up stand yeah, Mount Vernon. I mean, we we have talked about them quite a bit, right? To to just um, you know, they're just an up. Not, I don't say an upcoming program. It just you know, a program that people have to be thinking about every year right now. You know, so Clayton Perrault, um just dominated the whole the whole um, the tournament. Um, almost got bonus in the in the finals. So I mean, they're let you know they're let off every single round with him and. That um, that definitely gives people, I would assume, some confidence. Uh, Jace Jasper's had a really tough matchup in the finals. Blake Fox is going to be one, you know, going to go down as one of the best ones. So, um, you know, Jasper's is only a sophomore, so we're going to get plenty of time to see, you know, him and um, him and Clayton. So, because Clay, oh no, Clayton's a senior. Sorry. So, um, you know, going from then. And, having Jaspers in there, um, uh, Jackson Jaspers as well. You know, um, it doesn't surprise me, guys. I don't know about you, but um, they didn't have they, – they had, what, one – they have four-place winners? 
Yep. Two fourth place winners. Yeah, fourth place winners uh, to be runner up. I mean, that's still that's pretty impressive. Yep. And Albertette uh, gave uh, gave Bosco a little bit of a run and uh, and did edge out Wilton for uh, the runner up spot in one A. Yeah, Albertette is going to be a team to to definitely be the ones that beat. You know, going forward, their kids program is is great right now. Uh, Rush is just. Um, He's one of those coaches that you you see and you, you know how much passion he has for his program, and it's only going to continue to get better. Um, Albernet has got 130. They've got the most returning state tournament points coming back. They got 137, Don Bosco at 129, and Wilton at 122, all coming back. Do you think we see this as a three-team race again next year? You know who who's got you know freshmen coming in, or who's got guys that you know that were um, on JV, but you know, waiting in the whims, you know, to, to make the lineup. So Albernet is going to be good again next year. Um, so those three powerhouse teams are going to be towards the top. Jessup, Underwood, those the Denver, Lisbon, those teams are always going to be in the hunt unless something crazy happens. But it was it was those three teams, guys, Don Bosco, Albernet, Wilburnett, uh, and Wilton, and everybody else, right, um, just trying for that, trying to get into that trophy race. But they're – they kind of left them pretty early. Tony, you uh, last week you kind of nailed a top ten finish for Linmar in three A, and uh, I wondered if you'd uh, talk about what you saw from Kane Noctaborn, who concluded a terrific career. Yeah, Lin, I mean Kane's been the Noctaborns have been in that program and and uh, helped create a culture within there, right? And and Kane. Um, Kane had a very frustrating finals match. I was right there in front of it. I mean, he he was pushing the pace from start to finish. Couldn't get to any of his mat, you know, any of his moves. His opponent was was pretty stingy there. That was definitely a game plan out of them. And um, I think a lot of people are going to remember, you know, hit him kind of doing the crying face after. But that, you know, and it was able to interview him after the match and. Um, is the cane that we know someone that doesn't get emotional like that and, and show some bad sportsmanship you could see and you know, he apologized for that so I mean can't you can't um, blame one you know a kid for having a slip up there one time of, of kind of being out of character so uh, Lynn Mars going to be sad to see those those guys go City High had two champions, a uh, couple guys that I, I think a lot of people uh, thought were going to be on the top of the stand uh, with Kale Seaton and then, uh, of course, uh, with uh, Voinovich coming in as well, and uh, they both got it done. Yeah, Kale Seaton is one of those those wrestlers that has been kind of on the outs of national-type uh, recognition. This is really a... Um, a bracket that has, I mean, we've got guys clear down to sixth place that, you know, are multiple place winners. Um, so definitely a tough bracket, 132 pounds. Bonovich is on, was on another level and he was uh, one of the more, more confident wrestlers. I talking to him throughout the tournament uh, at one point in time, you know, he was pretty emotional after this, but, uh, you know, he said like, there's no one else, um, doing, um, doing takedown drills in the state finals besides Kale Vonovich. And, and, he, and he's honestly right because he he just dominated. Pretty special. Hawkeye's got a good one there. A couple of really good uh, stories from this area. Um, Anna Moser and Starmount getting state champs. Uh, first time in a long time for each of those schools. Yeah, that was um, the first time since Moza Fay. And lifelong you know, wrestling fans know that you know should know that name um and he scranton was able to knock off seven three and two ranked wrestlers on his way to state title so um it really propelled him into the the mr wrestler of the year top three as well so austin scranton is now in the top three he's an award winner technically how they they uh, do that up in boone as a finalist um and he he joins um anders kittleson and tucker stangle in that uh you know, the best wrestler in class two way. So what a, what a showing out of him. Yeah. Tony Hager joining us here on a, a Tuesday edition of the gym class as we wrap things up at the state wrestling tournament. 
Uh, guys that impressed you, and I will start with uh, I will start with the one that everyone is talking about. Uh, that would be pick a Ross, any Ross, but uh, probably Drayshawn. <laughs> yeah, Drayshawn Ross is pinned his way through the tournament, like less than five minutes on the mat. He is just on another level. Everybody was trying to go away from him at this weight class. Two-time state champ, Fort Dodge. I just don't see anybody potentially even slowing him down, you know, going forward either, guys. I I think this is going to be one of the – when we saw Ben Keeter win four, we were talking about the best – not just the best wrestler, but one of the best athletes to come through Iowa high school sports history, right? And we'll probably get that with Ross. That would be – a helpful, you know, a fun little debate of who's, a, you know, a, a better athlete, Keeter versus Ross. Um, obviously, a high-level football player, both of them. You know, we could be talking about a guy that could be doing both um, here in two years for a university. Not sure where he's leaning towards, but uh, we'd love to see him stick in the state of Iowa. One of our texters, uh, Tony, wanted to know about Grant Kress. I know he had uh, medically forfeit. What happened there? Who was it? What would you say? Grant Kress from Lenmar. Kress, yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, so Grant Kress, yes, he with man, that was a weird, weird situation. We were down I was I was down Matt's side with two other I Russell people and um we've got some really good video of it. Um, you know, I think the the initial reaction live was that he hit his head on on um some chairs Matt's side, but he actually landed on his hands, and um, I think the compression from his hands, potential pinch, nerve. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. You know, we haven't followed up to see what the the prognosis is, but you know, he was walking around during um, the medal rounds, during the finals. But he he was walking around with assistance from his teammates, so that was great to see him back on the mat, um, walking right. So. Um, all signs point to it not being anything serious, but we also haven't gotten the full word of, you know, what, what maybe happened. Yeah. Uh, best to him, uh, out there. And, um, what's it look like going into next year? I mean, you're always thinking about that, writing about it, talking about it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, any chances for four timers next year, early on teams that might jump up, uh, you're always going to have the Southeast Polks. You're going to have the Albernets. You're going to have the Boscos, Osage, people like that. Uh, is there anybody though, that could make a big jump next year? Yeah. I mean, looking at, um, our returning points and we haven't dug, dug too deep into it just yet. Just to kind of give my people some some time to relax. But Southeast Polk returns 189, Bettendorf 127, and Wave of the Shell Rock 87 is returning. And Carlisle put up there at 76 in Class 3A. Um, Union of Port City, they're definitely going to be the team to beat in um, in Class 2A next year. They've got they had a heck of a tournament. Um, Union of Port City got 70, Mount Vernon 65, Burlington Notre Dame 61 and a half. And a Mosa 55 and Decor up there, 51 in the top five returning points. Uh, Class 1A, again, I mentioned that a couple of times. Alvernet, Don Bosco, Wilton, all projected to have, you know, they've got more than 100 points coming back. Denver at 60, Lake Mills 48. So those teams are going to have to do, um, definitely going to have to try to <laughs> find find a way to, you know, maybe some freshmen coming in to, to pick up some, some other points. But those those teams, like you mentioned, are always going to be in that in that race, right? So um, let's see here. Um, as far as wrestlers that are potential four timers next year, um, well, we had J.C. Neman. He ended up losing, so he's not going to be in the hunt. Um, Alexander Pierce, he lost, so he's not going to be in the hunt for four timer. Jake Knight, yeah. So you got Drayshawn Ross, yes. Blake Fox, yes. So um, both, um, you know, so a few sophomores there that won their their um, their state titles. So they'll be going, they'll be on the hunt. Then there are some freshmen, obviously, in there as well. But try not to get too crazy we're talking about them. Um, let's until they start winning. You know, they win that sophomore year. Yeah, don't want to get the cart ahead of the horse. Uh, as far as, it's tougher. I mean, just 
these wrestlers are getting better and better. There's 24 instead of 16. It's just, it's going to be tougher to win four in a row now. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, um, I mean, some of the freshmen that really, you know, uh, impressed me, obviously Dustin Youngblood from, from Don Bosco won it as a freshman, Gavin Landers, um, Brody Hendricks from Humboldt, um, really like Easton Enyart from Ballard. That definitely is going to be a guy to watch. Aiden Schwab uh, got upset in the finals. Max DeBolt, uh, Matt Crossan from Indianola, Jack Wallacate, and Western Porter. And then you got Nico DeSalvo that was also a freshman that won in Class 3A. So freshman um, going to be some guys to look out for going forward. That was really the story of the tournament for me. And you got uh, the uh, Mister. Uh, you got all the uh, post uh, season awards that uh, you, we got to look forward to now, right? Yeah. So next Wednesday we'll the uh, fairway fairway and you know Dan Gable's involved in this. We're just kind of the vertical for it. But um, yeah, Miss Wrestler of the Year's next uh, next Wednesday will be announced. Your top three um, girls are Molly Allen, Naomi Simon, and Rihanna Utterbach. And then Class One A Blake Allen from Underwood, Kyler Knack. Um, and Mason Knip. And 2A is Anders Kittleson, Austin Scranton, Tucker Stangle. And then in 3A is Kane Nachtborn, Drayshawn Ross, and Kale Seaton. So those names, those top three changed a lot of what we thought we were going to see from uh, coaches voting. But uh, obviously there were some guys that went down that would have been in that top three uh, this weekend. Yeah, I'll look forward to that next week. So uh, tune in uh, and uh, follow the website, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, give that one more time uh, for all the folks out there, Tony. I know they've been uh, following it since uh, since the start of the season. Yeah, this was a, this a great year. Um, I love the opportunity to talk wrestling with folks on uh, your side of the state. It's uh, no better wrestling fans in eastern Iowa. Sorry to western Iowa, but that's just the way it is. Um so follow everyone out. Uh, follow us at, at I Wrestle on social media. We've got uh, nine people going to NCAA championships at Kansas City. So we'll we'll try to have as as good a coverage as we had at the uh, the Iowa High School State Championship, but um, at the high school, at the collegiate level, following you know, UNI, Iowa, and Iowa State. So plenty of coverage to, to be had here on, on I Wrestle. Yeah, and I uh, want to thank you, uh, Tony, for uh, jumping on this year. We look forward to uh, next year uh, as well, which will be here around the corner. But uh, you and your staff, and you got a bunch of them. I, I saw the picture uh, uh, on Saturday night when everybody <laughs> took a breather. But uh, uh, great job the entire staff, and uh, look forward to uh, working with you again next year. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate the kind words and uh, the time to talk wrestling on the radio. All right. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, bye. Tony Ager from iwrestle.com and uh, yeah, did a great job and uh, wrestling never in the books, Mark, but it is uh, as far as the state championships uh, in the rearview mirror now, but uh, great year and uh, we'll look forward to many, many more. We'll take a break, come back and uh, have more for you on the gym class after this here on 1600 ESPN.
back with you on the gym class at 354. Our thanks to Tony Hager for joining us. And tomorrow, Mark Ironside, the Hall of Famer, will uh, join us. Look back at a uh, very successful senior day for the Iowa wrestling team last Sunday afternoon at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Mark, we mentioned the uh, college football playoff as expected uh, away from the, the, the formula that they adopted when they went to the 12-team playoff. Uh, instead of six conference champions, uh, they're going to drop it down to five and then have seven at large, which should still include a group of five team. Uh, granted, uh, if there is one that is at least up there as far as the standings and the rankings are concerned, but not a real big surprise because with the demise of the Pac-12, um, you can't put Washington State and Oregon State in there, one of them, every year. No, five highest-ranked uh, conference champions uh, and seven uh, next highest to be determined by the College Football Selection Committee. And uh, I think it just is going to open up a whole conversation of those teams that are in the 10 to 15 range, you know, or 10 to 14 or wh- whatever, who's deserving and who's not. We're going to have this debate again. It's just going to be 12 teams instead of four. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, it's not going to change a whole lot. They're saying this is going to improve the regular season. I, I hope so. Um, much It's it's never going to be the same as college basketball, uh, that you're going to get, you know, much like what Iowa State had last night. They went up in the, in the net in the Ken Palm after a loss. But, um I hope it does encourage some teams to to try to beef up their non-conference schedule. I don't know if it's going to happen because you're going to have so many conference games with these super conferences coming now, but I guess time will tell if that answer comes down the pike. You're going to have more teams in the SEC and Big Ten in particular involved, I think. Two, maybe three from each conference. I don't know. Um, it'd be interesting, interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and uh, time will tell, as we mentioned. Give it a few years and see exactly how it all plays out. Playing out next will be Spencer on sports. He'll be on from 4 o'clock until 6 o'clock, Cyclone Coaches Show. That will be coming up at 6.30 tonight, 6.30 until 8 o'clock this evening. Mark, have a great night. We'll talk tomorrow. We'll do. Talk to you then. All right. You're listening. You have been listening. To the gym class right here on 1600 ESPN, Eastern Iowa's home for sports. Have a great night. Talk to you tomorrow at 3.